Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome in to Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with Phil Putney and myself back again. Uh, getting into November, actually we're taping this on Halloween, so yeah, uh, this is, yeah. is it the spooky version? I don't know. The, the, uh, the spooky version, we should wear our costumes today. What's right, I'll, I'll, have, uh, I'll have Aaron put some spooky elements in some the video. bats flying through yeah, or something. Yeah, we'll do some random stuff like that. Uh, but we're going to talk about general planning, some investment strategies, things of that nature. Uh, Phil, kind of year-end stuff, right? So the yep. year-end is starting the to... the year-end, Quarter, we're, right? we're busy with that right now. So yeah. doing a lot of year in planning with clients. And yeah, <clears throat> exactly. So let's get into it. Let's have a conversation and there's a lot to cover. So we'll just dive sure. right in and, and just say happy Halloween. To, uh, you'll probably catch this after Halloween, but after either way, Halloween, but uh, yeah. and welcome to November. So, you know, don't forget to turn That's the right. clocks back here in a couple of days. I know. I know. It's hard to believe. I know. Yeah. It's coming quick. Uh, it was, it's just funny because it was 85 yesterday here. Uh, yeah. And then it's 50 today. For Halloween, and it's every year on <clears throat> Halloween, it goes phew, <laughs> drops off every year. Well, we had that last week. I mean, it yeah. got up to mid seventies, and you know, and Tuesday I think it was, it was thirty. Yeah, hard frost overnight, and then it jumped into the mid seventies, and then the weekend dropped off and forties and rain. Hilarious! And it's like my wife and I were laughing. We were like every year because the kid would be like, you know, she's she's grown now, but uh, every year she'd be like, why is it got to get cold? You know, and it's like, Halloween. Well, yeah, but sometimes she would like it because it helped with her costume, and other times yeah, she didn't like it because she's like, it's too chilly to go out and do stuff. You know. So. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, it could be worse. We could we could live back up north again. So, That's but anyway, true. let's jump in, get started. General planning. Investment strategies, rebalancing and risk. Into again, thinking about end of the year as the focal yep. point here. Rebalancing and risk. Talk to me about it. Yeah, I mean it's a good time of the year just to revisit, you know, your risk tolerance. Um, right. You know, not necessarily based on what markets are doing today, but at least once a year to revisit. Okay, am I still comfortable with what's going on? Right. You know, make sure you're looking at the accounts. What are, what is the risk level? Is the risk position the right way? Mm -hmm. um, you know, again. How we're using it is more of that bucket type strategy. So right. the higher risk in that later bucket, you know, soon bucket has, you know, the lower risk type assets. So, well, and let's let's bring in the world events to this qu mm -hmm. equation as well, Phil. So people are starting to send messages. We're starting to get more, you know, I talk to yep. advisors all across the country and it's the same kind of feeling everywhere. Hey, does this kind of all this activity, does that warrant, you know, looking at things or, or changing things? And it's and it's an it's appropriate response, I think, for most people who just don't, you know, who don't really think it through and who don't really do this every day like you do, because we see all this activity in the world and we think, right, maybe I should make some changes, but often it's not really the case, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to make those emotional changes. And that's why I say revisit it maybe once a year like this to confirm, yeah, is your risk tolerance, are you still good with this risk tolerance? Yeah. You know, especially as we have gone through some volatility, you know, looked really good earlier in the year, but we've given back a lot of that gain, you know, right. if not all of it on, on right. um, most of the indices, you know, and who knows where we go from here with, you know, the well, oil is pressures a lot of, of it. war right. and, and a lot of other things going on. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Oil is definitely a lot of it because of obviously oh, it's the played Middle East, into yeah, Middle East yeah. stuff. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, and unfortunately, oil touches everything. So, man, you know, it does. It does. Okay. So just again, risk and rebalancing at the end of the year, certainly a good time. It's always, to, yeah. yep. Once a year, revisit that just to make sure, hey, am I still good with the, the risk tolerance where we're at? Okay. You know, um, just to, to make sure you're not getting caught by surprise when things, you know, 
do get weird. eventually yeah. run into a downturn and yeah. you know, you don't want to make the decision then cause that's the wrong time to, to make the decision. And no, this, this isn't uh, the risk I'm comfortable with. So, okay. All right. Let's talk about maxing out the contributions. So mm -hmm. if you are in a position to do so as the year's winding down, you know, a uh, good idea. Yeah. Just again, look at your plan to, to figure out, you know, what was I trying to do with the 401ks, IRAs, Roth, et cetera. You know, was I trying to max them out? And if, I was. Am I on track with that? If not, do mm -hmm. I have room still to, to do that? Yeah. Uh, you've got a couple of months left in, in the year to get those contributions in. Well, from a tax um, planning standpoint, this this mm -hmm. is helpful, yeah? Oh, absolutely. It could be, depending on where the money goes. Okay. You know, I mean, Roth, it doesn't give you that tax benefit, but there's other long-term tax benefits to it. Okay. Um, health savings accounts, a big one to, to consider. You know, you're you're ending nearing the end of the year for that. Although with health savings accounts and IRAs, Roth IRAs, if it's a contribution, you can push them into the next year, you okay. know, so up All to right. the tax due date for the current year. But it's always easier, um, at least I think, to, to have it in the year that it's for. You know, it just creates more of a rhythm. Oh, okay. You I guess. So okay. if you're making a 2023 contribution, I mean, technically, yeah, you can delay that until 2024, till the due date, April 15th. Um, but it's probably a good idea to, to bring that into the current year and just have current year contributions be for that current year, you okay. know, versus you're always playing catch up then at that point. So, all right. Years winding down. So harvesting, yep. uh, so tax law harvesting, right. And RMDs, yep. uh, good situation for people to start paying attention to talking to the CPA about, and what is tax loss harvesting by the way? Yeah. So tax loss harvesting is really just looking at those non-retirement accounts, first of all. So it only applies to what we call non-qualified or non-retirement type accounts, your brokerage accounts, you know, any anything, think of it this way, anything held outside of a retirement account, IRAs, 401ks, Roth IRAs, those type of accounts don't count. So there is no tax loss harvesting. But on those type of accounts, um, it could be, especially with, again, market volatility, if there are losses in, in the account on different holdings, it might make sense to go ahead and harvest those losses. So go ahead and sell, create the loss, and then repurchase something that isn't the same security. I mean, that's kind of the, the thing you've got to watch for in, in tax loss harvesting is what they call the wash sale rule. So not to get too technical, but if you you can't sell it, create a loss, and then just turn around and rebuy it the next day because the IRS says, well, your economic position didn't change. But there are ways around that with buying a security that isn't the same but very similar, at least for that holding period, and then maybe switching back. And it's just a means of... of you know, not necessarily changing your allocation of what you're doing, but reaping some of these losses to either use to offset gains that you've had this year, or you start to build up this loss carryover that in years when there are gains, now you have these losses that can help offset it. Yeah. And so your advisor should be probably talking to you about this anyway, right? right as the years <clears throat> Yeah. If down. you have those non-retirement accounts, you know, just paying attention to that doesn't make sense to do some tax loss harvesting. And then you mentioned RMDs. I mean, that's the time of the year where we're, again, part of our process with our clients is we get into this fourth quarter, we're looking at RMDs. Um, yeah. You know, if, if they haven't already taken it earlier in the year, a lot of clients will take it monthly or, you know, they're already on a distribution pattern. Trying to satisfy RMDs. that number. Yeah. But if not, I mean, you, it has to be done by the end of the year. This isn't something you can postpone. Until <laughs> and you're running out of time because that and, deadline and, is and like quick. Yeah, this, December 31st, it has to be out of the account. So, I mean, you're, but if you think you know, about that, how many places are closing early and all this kind of stuff, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, your custodian, you, the thing you have to find out from them is, okay, yeah, technically it's December 31st. 
but chances are you can't send them a, an RMD distribution form on the 29th or you know the 30th and say, oh, right. I, I want this. Well, sorry, you're too late. They, yeah. They're way behind, you know. Yeah, and everyone else had the same for, idea, right. and they, yeah. you know, they're trying. And you to know, they're closed so. for days around Christmas and around New yep. Year's and all that yep. stuff. So good idea to get it done, especially if you haven't, if you just turned 72. Uh, maybe sometime this year, and you haven't done one right. yet, right? Well, that's so for this bigger. year, it's actually 73. So oh, that's right. 70, that's right. 72 last year. I know yep. they goof around and they've changed yeah. it all the time. Yep. So this year is 73 now. So, yep. yeah, so if you turned 73 this year, you know, just be conscious of that. You, you have to have an RMD. The one opportunity you have this year, if this is your first year of RMDs, mm -hmm. is you can postpone first year's RMD till April 1st of next year. But it's a it's a one time deal, you know. Next year though, you have to take two because you have to take the 2023's RMD you postponed, and you have to take 2024's. Yeah. So just make so, sure that you got that plan if you decide to double yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. So it's if you didn't miss year. it for the first year, it's like oh, I got a yeah. little bit of window, you know, only three months basically yeah. to, to get it caught yeah. up in the first year. But. but it's just that first time, and then after that, you're and rolling. Exactly. First and if you've already started your RMDs, then it's, it's you're on the yeah, you're, you're on, on the, the every year. Yeah. And you have to have it done by the end of the year. So yeah. and you don't want to miss it. You know, I mean, it's, we've talked about it plenty of times before, but it's one of those things. If you miss it, technically, there's a fifty percent penalty. Yeah. And you still have to take it in. 25 now. And pay the tax. Or I, I'm sorry, 25. Yeah, I, I keep, see. I missed one. You missed one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> they keep changing these rules. They do. They can't do. keep up with those. So. Yeah. But yeah, 25% penalty. Yeah, they were so, so they, sweet. They, they lightened they, up on it a little they, bit. They were so. sweet. They just dropped yeah. it down. Uh, okay. Insurance and healthcare planning in the year conversation. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're on Medicare, um, you're probably already in the middle of that discussion Open right now. Open enrollment's so going that, on. Right? Yeah, the annual election period, they call it, where if you're on a prescription drug plan or um, an Advantage plan, you can start making changes in those plans for next year. You know, so it's probably on your mind, already on your, your target, your radar right now. In fact, for all our clients, my son-in-law brand is in the midst of that with them and running through those options. Do they need to make a plan change for the coming year? You know, if you're not in Medicare, even if you're currently employed still, um, you know, or have company type coverage, it's probably the time of the year they're opening up that again for you for next year. So just reanalyze it. Do I need to make a change? You know, is there a new option available? Um, should I go to a high saving, you know, a high deductible plan with a health savings account? I mean, just again, it's always a good thing to reanalyze it to see, okay, what are the options I have this year? Is there something I should be adjusting? Yeah, and with those so, HSAs, man, they can, you know, those high numbers are high, but it may but, be I mean, worth it. Right. It's one of those things that, you know, HSAs are, I think, uh, uh, often an overlooked tax benefit. It's true to me a, a great vehicle to be able to fund. And if you can pay for the out of pocket medical just out of your normal budget, anyways, and start building up that HSA for basically a medical. Uh, retirement expense account because it's tax free at any point in the future. So yeah, for sure. And we've talked a lot of times about HSAs, and um, but there's a lot of things you can do with it. So it's it's definitely if you have the opportunity to have a high deductible plan with an HSA, consider it. Can be a little you know scary up front if you look at the high deductibles. It's at the end of the day, it's you're paying somebody, right? You're either paying a higher premium for these low deductibles and, you know, high coverages, or you're going to pay a little bit lower premium, maybe a lot of times substantially lower to have more exposure, you know, but usually if you start to add up the math, the exposure is there. But if, if you've had a, even a couple of years where you really didn't meet those high deductibles with medical expenses, you're ahead of the game. 
you know, so again, just run through the math, you know, and, and make sure that it still makes sense to be on the plan you're, you're at today. So, okay. Well, you mentioned budgeting a minute ago. So let's talk mm -hmm. about maybe one that's a little more, um, I guess people feel like it's it's a little more in their daily control versus some of these other things. Mm -hmm. Some of these other things, they feel like, you know, hey, I need to talk to my advisor, I need to talk to my CPA, and we'll work yep. together on this. But, you know, income and lifestyle, right? So yep. years winding down, it's easy to start getting to the holiday mode where we start thinking about, you know, what are we getting for, you know, the kids and the grandkids or this, that, and the other. I mean, let's just be even realistic here, Phil. I mean, food prices are still pretty dang right. out of control in a lot of places like Thanksgiving dinner is expensive, right? I mean, all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. So are you making some, you know, are you adjusting? Are you kind of, do you feeling like you have to kind of scale back your, your uh, fourth quarter, you know, lifestyle, mm -hmm. if you will, because of everything that's still happening in the world. So uh, having that plan, having that strategy, working with an advisor, it's going to help yep. you feel a little bit more better about the situation you're in. Yeah, it's always a good good idea to to revisit that spending plan. You know, at least again once a year, especially right. in light of inflation. Yeah, you know, so hopefully when you built the plan out, you did build in some kind of inflation. Probably not at the level that we've experienced, and right. I wouldn't expect that. We don't. Right. When we're building on a plan, don't build at that level because yeah, nineteen like percent for it, food. Come on, you it, didn't plan it, for that, Phil. Right. It doesn't average out to that over <laughs> you know retirement. But right. again, it it does have some ebbs and flows. You got to make sure. Hey, are we still on track? Do we need to maybe make some? adjustments according to this, yeah. you know, definitely something, you know, even if you're not making adjustments this year, pay attention to it. Or is it going from, you know, next year to the following year? And maybe at some point you do need to make some adjustments, but it's always a good idea once a year just to revisit, Hey, we planned on spending X and, you know, don't necessarily need to get into the whole detailed budget of, well, this amount went to food and, you know, whatever, but you planned on spending X amount. And did you spend that? Did you spend more? Did you spend less? Why? You know, is it inflation? Okay, well, that's something that we just, again, we've got to monitor and make sure we're not, you know, it, it does come down at some point in the future. But I mean, if it's because maybe you underestimated, maybe this is your first year in retirement, right? And right. you're thinking, oh, I only needed, you know, 70000 a year net spendable income. And that's a doozy and, and if it is, right? Now so. you're there, it's like, oh, you know, I really yeah. spent like 80, almost 90. Well, yeah. okay, maybe you got to revisit that plan again and say, hey, we underestimated this. Yeah. We really that's, need to look at this again. So. That's a great point because, you know, if it is your first year in retirement and we'll get all, a little away from the notes here on this for a minute, but that's a huge, that's a huge thing for a lot of folks Absolutely. is the struggle of, of the first year period, let alone right. a rocky tumultuous year, right? Yeah. Inflation's so I mean, if, high, if, market's wonky. Not doing good. Yeah. I mean, it's it's been a, a crazy, if this is your first year, kind of a crazy first year of retirement. And it can hurt. It can punch you pretty hard. Right. And you know? I mean, that's, so it can go both ways. I mean, it's I'm true. If it is your first year and, and things have gone kind of sideways like this, I mean, don't panic and, and you know, think, oh, we've got to stop spending. We can't do anything. Right. Right. I'm just saying, Look at it, right? Make Re sure well, you're end of still year, on review. track and right. it's all good. Right. Yeah. End of the you year, know, review this stuff. Yeah, you might need to make some adjustments. Yeah. But it, yeah, especially it if you jumped to, out, like, feel like if you retired in March or April, right? Uh, I know. And, you know, and while you're thinking, okay, I'm going to see my advisor again come March or April of 24, maybe it's worthwhile to talk to him again here at the end mm -hmm. of the year, right? That kind of thing, especially yep. if it's your first year. Uh, hopefully, maybe depending on your situation, you've already laid out expectations and a plan for yes. when to talk. Yeah, I was going to say, and the big key with all of this is the assumption of, yeah, you've already had that discussion and laid the plan out. This is a review. Hopefully. Are we on track? If not, it's a good time to have that plan. Right. You know, right. No, no right. better day than today. If you haven't done it already, have a plan because right. things are going to happen. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, 
you know, the world we live in yeah, for sure. is not going to be this linear type retirement where inflation's at a 2% and growth is at, you know, whatever it is. I mean, mm -hmm. it just doesn't happen that way year in and year out. So. Okay. So let's talk about a few other items here for the end of the year conversation pieces that you may need to have. So again, if you're thinking about getting close or getting into retirement, getting right there, uh, is real estate and relocation on your particular conversation piece? Uh, interest rates in the the housing market yep. may may change your mind on that right now. It's not exactly super favorable, but there still are some situations out there, Phil, where maybe you know maybe if the house is paid off, uh, if you're in a good situation where the current home you're already in is completely paid for, uh, right. and you do want to downsize, then you might be able to actually kind of uh, you know sell and get ahead and and sock a little bit of money into the retirement accounts. It's possible, a little tougher right now, but possible. Yeah. I mean, again, it's always, it's part of reviewing that plan. So, I mean, hopefully you've had that discussion already that if relocation is part of the plan, you know, or how close are you to that point? You know, does it, does it need to change based on what's going on in, in markets today? You know, interest rate is, it's a tough thing right now, especially for new home buyers first entering because, you know, they're, they're starting from scratch and, and getting hit with this huge interest rate. Um, and, you know, probably don't have the equity to roll in like maybe somebody that already has a house so that that mortgage is a little bit lower. But I mean, I, I always say don't get too caught up in the interest rate, at least my personal opinion, because okay. it's something that changes. Yeah. Just like inflation, right? I mean, it, it moves in cycles, you know, looking still back maybe get going and in a couple of years refi if things got better. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, just keep it in mind. And if you look back historically, I mean, these interest rates we've seen today, it's not like we've never seen them before. It, they've been there before. They've been higher than they are today before. Doesn't last forever. You do have the opportunity at some point to to be able to refinance and make it work later on. So, again, don't write it off completely. Reanalyze it to see, is, I mean, is there a great opportunity today? Should I do it? I, am I getting forced to do it? Is there a relocation because of position of, you know, change yeah, of position? Yeah, you got to factor it in and think. And if it's not on the bucket, hey, great. Then that's just one less thing for you to deal with. But if it's right. certainly something there, start looking through all the different possible scenarios because you know, it's just different, right? Just I mean, right now, you know, you think, God, I wish I'd have jumped on the 2.75 or the 3% yep. a year ago. But, you know, it is what it is, right? So you got to have to deal with what, although you were talking about, and it's not certainly the highest we've seen at seven or eight percent, where it's which is where it's at. Which right is about where it's now. Yeah. Uh, if my dad was alive, I, I could see him going eight. That sounds great. I remember You're in the eighties, I was 14, paying money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> be like, eh, okay, it's all perspective, but still, it, it, it is. It's, it's all relative to where yeah. you're at. But yeah, yeah, okay. yeah it's, it's definitely worth the discussion to to revisit the C. Does it still yeah. make sense? Yeah. Should we? Can we push it a year or two yeah. to kind of wait this out and see what happens? So Okay. Let's do a couple quick fast ones here, a little more rapid sure. fire. Uh, fraud and cybersecurity. Be careful. Years winding down. Lots of scams yep. and stuff coming out oh, of yeah. the freaking woodwork. Uh, so be yeah, real careful with it that just, stuff. It's, it's getting more and more common, you know, that and, whole fishing. Sophisticated. Yes. So. Yeah. I mean, it, it's crazy. Just pay attention to it, especially around the holidays. You know, make sure that that person... Asking for a donation is really the person you know or the charity you know. Yeah. It's not some, yep. you know. And don't just say yes or no scheme. on the phone, folks, when people call yes. you. I know we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but just say, 
uh, I can hear you. If they're like, can you hear me? Just say, I can hear you. Right. Yeah. Uh, Cause if they yeah, keep asking yeah, you that question, they're trying to get you to say yes. So they can use your voice to say that you accepted something or whatever. So right. yep. yeah, just be real careful and maybe change, you know, maybe keep an eye on your passwords, make sure that when a charge comes through or something, especially it's holiday season, right? Oh yeah. Go back and look at it, make sure it's accurate, make sure it's correct. All that stuff. Do a little bit of extra due diligence through this time of the year. I mean, it's probably a good yep, idea all absolutely. year long, but certainly. This yeah. Time. I mean, we're busy. People know that. So, I mean, they're, right. you know, Right. A great time of year for them to, to kind of try to slip, slip in the under the cracks. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, gifting to heirs and charity. So end of the year is winding down. Again, another big thing to do. Yep. Same thing. You know, if, if that's part of your planning process, look at gifting. You know, this year you can do up to the $17,000 in, in gift uh, yeah. without having to report it. Um, and this can be for yeah, anybody, if, right? Doesn't and this is for a, anyone. Yeah. Right. Doesn't have so to be if you have a favorite number, podcast so. host. And, there you, know, you go. You know, you know just saying. <laughs> Uh, but it is across, it is the board. So you can, it's, it's per, across, per person, right? Per so person, you and the spouse, right? One person to the other person. So yeah, a husband and wife giving to a married child. I mean, mm -hmm. they can technically do four times that because the husband does both the child and the wife, you know, the child spouse. and spouse okay. and the yeah. mom does the same. So, I mean, it's, you know, you can get four times that basically. Okay. Donor if you're comfortable giving it to that person. So yeah. It, yeah. So uh, donor but, advised funds. What What is that? So charity, um, donor advised funds, a great thing to consider. So especially when you're looking at it from a tax standpoint. So donor advised fund is in and of itself a charitable, a charitable entity, okay. right? So the idea with a donor advised fund is you give a larger contribution today, getting that tax deduction. So the, the benefit gets you above the hurdle, you know, so most people, if they're giving a kind of a standard, maybe a lower charitable amount, you know, that added with property taxes and, and interest on the house. I mean, you're not getting above your standard deduction today of 30,000, let's call it. So one way around that is if you donate to a, a donor advised fund, it's a you know a large donation in one year, get you way above that hurdle. So you get the benefit. Then in the future, you you don't make donations from that charitable entity, that donor advised fund. So you still control it, you know how it's invested, when the money gets given to a charity. Um, the downside to it is it's you can't take it back, right? So. You put in thirty, fifty, a hundred thousand into a donor advised fund. It is and an emergency. Yeah, emergency comes will, up and you want it back. You, you can never get it back. You're not a charity, right? Yeah. So you control it. You can control when and who gets it, but it doesn't come back to you, or it doesn't come back to an heir either. They can control it if mm. you pass. So they're great vehicles, but it, it's like anything. It's one of those things. That, does it fit with my scenario? Am I charitable? I'm assuming the, the tax consequence side is is to be beneficial it's, for the person. It's a huge advantage, right? Yeah. So that's really the reason to do it is getting that big tax Well, and being charitable-minded. Well, it, yeah, I was going to say, you have to be charitably-minded and inclined right. to begin with. You know, yeah. if you are, donor-advised funds can be a good vehicle because you get this large donation up front, take okay. a tax deduction. Um, we use it a lot in scenarios with Roth conversions because now we get a significant deduction in a year that we can then pair with a Roth conversion. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you have, and this is, you might not have now, but appreciated securities, right? So value of, of the securities that you own have gone up versus what you paid for them. Mm. Um, you can donate those to a donor advice fund or so you can donate a, a stock. Right. So you own an individual stock that you paid, let's say $10 a share for, and it's worth 20 today. Well, if you donate that share to the donor advice fund or directly to a charity for that matter, you get a, a donation of the $20, the current fair value so you don't have to pay the tax on the gain. So it's just a kind of a double win. You avoid the tax and you get a higher donation. So but anyways, there's a 
kind of going down a rabbit hole. Yeah, a lot, those, of, a lot of nuance, but it's certainly a something you could. A lot of nuances, yeah. right. Yeah, but, so people are familiar with, probably quite a few are familiar with QCDs. Cause we talk I was going to say, that the, yeah. Yeah, so charity, that's another thing to look at is if you are charitably inclined and you're of RMD age, although, again, this is one of those crazy nuances they built in that it used right. to be 70 and a half, which was RMD age. Well, they hard-coded 70 and a half. So now that RMD age is 73, you can QCDs still start at 70 and a half. Yeah. So, so does, it, does that retro, half, you could. Does that retro work, Phil? So like, okay, so if your RMDs aren't required till 73 uh -huh. uh, and you're 71 mm -hmm. and you want to do a QCD because you're charitably minded, right? And you're over the 70 and a half. So you can go, you go ahead and send money straight to it. Does it backdate at all to that first RMD or no? Has it got to be in the no. same calendar year? Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's. For that, for that, it's just year. a hard, hard 70 and a half. So once you are 70 and a half, right, you're in, just eligible in any in, in, in year, you're eligible. Yeah. You can donate up to a hundred thousand dollars out of your IRA yeah. to a charity as a qualified charitable distribution. Yeah. I didn't know if you could start you can like prepaying on your RMD, so to speak. No, it, it, no, no. So if you do that, it's not like, well, I'm banking. I'm, you know, I've yeah, already yeah. taken all these RMDs by the time I hit 73 or 75. Right. That, yeah. Well, I took, you know, 200,000 in these. Yeah, that's exactly like, what I was right. wondering. Yeah. From like, <laughs> let's say for 70, cause well, I'll be 75. I think you and I both will be in the 75 yeah. category. Yep. So it's like, cause they, if they change that, if they keep keep that in place the way they're doing it. And it's like, Hey, from 71 to 74, let's say we give money each year, you know, is that building a bank nope. that we can then apply from, you know, into seven? No, it didn't work that way. Huh? Nope. Sorry. It's worth a try. You know? That's right. That's right. All right. Well, yep. final one. I know we're gone a little long. We'll wrap it up real quick on this end of the year. Also good time. Just to remember to update your documents, uh, beneficiary yep. designation, stuff like mm -hmm. that. Yeah, you should be doing it once a year anyway. So if you're looking at all these other things, review beneficiary designations is, you know, has anything changed in your life? Has there yep. been births? Has it, you know, people passed away? Yep. You know, has that, you know, one nephew ticked you off and you don't want him on the list anymore? So you're going to take him or whatever it is, right? Yeah. So just branded. make sure that, yeah, that's right. Looking you're at you, Brandon. <laughs> we're we're so, making him but, the occasional bunt of the joke. So Brandon's a good dude. Don't get us wrong. Yeah, no, he's a great dude. So, yeah, yeah. but yeah, just make sure you're, you're still on target, right? That yeah, nothing's exactly. changed and uh, everything is going to happen the way you want it to happen. If that unfortunate event takes place. So. Yeah. Yeah. And again, just, it's a, it's an easy, quick one here as, as we wrap it up. So bunch of stuff here on this podcast, obviously to think about as the year winds down, uh, mm -hmm. but, and we'll have some information in the show notes as well. You can kind of look through that, but just make sure that it's something that you're talking with your advisor about. And again, I think it's a really good uh, point to mention if it, if it is your first year in retirement or even maybe in just your second year and you don't really have all the kinks worked out and you're not kind of in that rhythm or groove, reach out to your advisor and have a conversation with them. Just make sure things are groovy as the yep, year absolutely. winds down. Uh, and of course, if you need help and you don't have a plan or you don't have an advisor or you're already working with Phil, but you just need to talk to him or whatever the case is, make sure you reach out to him because the year is closing fast, right? So yep, time you're, does you're get running short. You're running out of daylight, so to running speak. Running out of daylight. So. That's right. So philstaxhacks.com is where you can check out the podcast and its various forms uh, and audio and video as well. Apple, Google's now switching everything to YouTube. They're merging all their stuff once again, but Apple, Spotify, oh, yeah. YouTube uh, will be in both audio and video forms on there as well. Uh, again, philstaxhacks.com or just call them at 248-888-7530. That's going to do it you for this it. week, Phil. Thanks, buddy. All right. Take care. I always appreciate you. I'll see you next time here on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts. A happy Halloween. Bye. Phil? 
investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.